0: 184. It is Wednesday. (laughs) I had to remember what day it is. It's Wednesday today. (laughs) My days are a little off this week. And it is 80 degrees here in Cincinnati, so it's really warm. I had a great run walk this morning. A little more running than walking, so I'm making progress. And I'm looking out the window for a moment, and the trees are just being blown around in the wind. There must be a storm or something moving in but it's uh, it's just gorgeous (laughs) everything is just so beautiful right now yeah okay so this morning when i was feeling um just the reverberations perhaps of yesterday's podcast about fear or love and which we choose and how we're constantly offered the opportunity to choose over and over again what i was Reflecting on or contemplating, as Richard Rudd would say, what I was contemplating is what it feels like when, when we get better and better at playing in love and receiving love and opening to love and surrendering into love. And that sometimes it's a little intense, and you know when we feel a whole bunch of love. I've had people say this to me before, they're like, I just don't know how to be around you sometimes, (laughs) like, I can't quite just receive, like, that much love from you, and so I can just take you in small doses, and it used to really hurt my feelings, you know, like, what's wrong with me, and people don't like to be around me, and what I've realized is it's very comfortable for me to have a very open heart, and for others, it's not always as comfortable, and they're getting better and better at it, just as I'm getting better and better at it. And so sometimes when we bump into someone who um, you know, is just more easily flowing with love and we're working through a place where we might have some fear, we're just not ready to have that much, um, um, <laughs> what would I call it, space? <laughs> that much space offered to us. And it's totally okay to pull back when you feel those, those moments around people and you're just not quite ready for it. You know, my work has been to not make it about me, to just keep, keep my heart open and keep surrendering into more and more love and trusting that those who want to play in that space and be, you know, on that journey with me, like, they're, they're going to keep doing it right alongside me. And that others sort of come in and go out and come in and go out and it's all perfect so when I was sitting with all of that the word surrender kept coming up and of course anytime that I hear the word surrender I immediately think of the surrender experiment one of my favorite books which I believe I've mentioned in the podcast before but today I'm going to read to you from the Surrender Experiment because it's so good. (laughs) It's so good, and it's also really timely. In the Energy Gym, we've had several conversations about how to manifest, you know, the healing centers and the land that we are all interested in uh, building upon. And how do we stay really steady with pulling that experience that creation towards us and so this example from the surrender experiment is just completely in alignment the book is by dr michael singer is it doctor maybe it's not doctor michael singer i feel like he's a doctor a doctor of philosophies incredibly wise he's written several books but the surrender experiment is sort of his autobiography of his life and how you know he has been on this journey and just continuously said yes to whatever showed up. Yep. 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 (laughs) I have said many times that is not my journey. I prefer a few no's here or there and some boundaries sometimes. And he just literally said yes to every single thing that showed up. But he also says that created the most incredible experiences for him. And so today I'm going to read chapter 25 to you. It's just three or four pages and it's called opening the heart chakra, which of course is completely in alignment with what we have been exploring this week okay so this chapter i don't even know what page we are on 98 99 this chapter he had just described how the temple that he has in florida was being built and that it wasn't his intention to have a temple or a property of land where people would come gather but it just happened and so here's what he says i'm going to read directly from the book There was no putting the genie back in the bottle. Between the retreats, my books, my classes, and the temple, we were on the map for people into yoga and the New Age movement. And keep in mind, too, this is a side note. This is back in 1975, so he was definitely leading edge of what was happening. Okay, reading again. (laughs) Running retreats for visiting spiritual teachers must have been what we were supposed to be doing because I kept getting requests, one after the other. Before the temple was even complete, I had accepted responsibility for sponsoring another retreat for a spiritual teacher I had never heard of. As fate would have it, this teacher would end up being an important part of my life for years to come. Amrit Desai was different from our other Indian visitors. He had lived in America for many years and had a large spiritual community up north. When he arrived at the temple, I was surprised by how many people he attracted. The first night's gathering completely filled the temple. After the program, which was very powerful, I found myself intrigued by Amrit's energy. I wanted to understand how so much energy could emanate from a person, especially since Amrit never even touched anyone. I then got pretty brazen. I figured he was a guest in our house and a proper host would make sure that his guest was taken care of. I took a deep breath and walked into the guest room where Amrit had gone. He seemed to be meditating, so I quietly walked over and sat down next to him. The moment I sat down, it was as though I could feel a semblance of what he was feeling. The energy flow inside me increased significantly, and I felt as though I had been dropped into an ocean of love. It was a deeply spiritual experience. We sat quietly for a while, and then he turned toward me and said, I never do this anymore. He placed his right hand over my forehead and I immediately felt a gentle flow of warm energy passing into my body. The flow was overwhelmingly powerful and I became completely transfixed by the beauty of the experience. I could feel the energy building up within me and rising towards my heart. It filled my heart fuller and fuller until it burst open I have never felt so much love in my entire life. I was completely overcome by the flow of energy, starting from his hand, coursing through me, and then pouring out of the burst open heart area. By the time Amrit removed his hand from my forehead, I was so filled with energy that I couldn't move. When I finally tried to stand up, it felt like a powerful magnetic field was attached to my body. I couldn't speak, so I didn't say a word to Amrit as I left the room. Over the next few hours, the force field of energy surrounding my body was slowly drawn back into my heart. I avoided touching anyone because I noticed that contact seemed to ground the energy. Eventually, the outer field subsided, but not the inner flow. A channel had been opened in my heart, and a warm flow of energy kept passing through it. Just as the powerful meditation in the forest had left a flow of energy always rising to the point between my eyebrows, so the touch of Amrit's hand left a beautiful flow of energy always passing through my heart. It has been more than 35 years now, and neither of those energy flows has ever subsided, not even for a moment. Sometimes they are stronger than other times, but they are always there. The simple touch of Amrit's hand had permanently opened my heart chakra. I'm going to read just a little more. As the universe would have it, Amrit's visit had another lasting influence on our lives. Just as Mataji had brought up the topic of a temple on my property, so Amrit encouraged people to come out to the temple regularly for daily meditations. He never discussed this with me beforehand, and I just about died when he kept pushing people to do their daily practices at my place. This experiment in surrender was stealing my life. My morning and evening meditation periods were sacrosanct to me. I had no interest in sharing those periods with others. Amrit not only invited others out, he specifically told me that I should support them in their daily practices by meeting with them each morning and evening. Once again, Life was not asking me, it was telling me. I reminded myself that I had tried as hard as I could to break free of myself for years. I had resolved to find another way that did not have my mind as my spiritual advisor. Sharing my meditation time with others was just the next step in the unfolding dance with life. By now I was seeing a pattern. I was continuously being pushed headfirst into a life that centered on serving other people's spiritual growth instead of my own. I never consciously would have decided to do this. I was not wise enough or selfless enough to make such a decision. It was simply the fact that I had resolved to surrender to life. And this is where life was taking me. When I was building the temple, my mind kept telling me that it was a stupid thing to do. Coming out to my place on Sundays was just a fad that would fade away. Soon I would end up with an empty building on my property. I ignored all that negative chatter and just kept building. I reflected back on those thoughts once the temple was being used every day, morning, and evening. Now I reflect back on that even more with the gift of hindsight. Every single Sunday for over 35 years, 70 to 80 people have found their way out to this temple in the middle of the woods. We never advertised and don't even have signs that show the way. Still, people come every week. Likewise, people have always shown up for my Monday and Thursday night talks, as well as for the rest of our morning and evening programs. It seems as though life knew exactly what it was doing, and as usual, my mind knew nothing. Isn't that beautiful? Thank you, Michael Singer, for such a powerful example of how to live life. Let's practice saying yes. (laughs) I will be doing it right along with you.